many folks are early voting. Regarding debating in general, former Arkansas... It's a stable atmosphere and somewhat drier one, too, than the last couple of days. Somewhat cooler spots for the mornings, but by still hot afternoons. A dry air mass will keep us too rain-free, essentially, with only 10% or less for an afternoon storm to pop up. Overnight lows of 70s. Tomorrow afternoon's back to a high of around the middle 90s. 70s for the morning Wednesday. Sunshine and partly cloudy for the afternoon at the high end of the mid-90s. Is is tonight or tomorrow across the coast of South Carolina. Ralph Sanji, WGSO. So you think you can beat a train? Well, think again. Even at low speeds, trains can cause serious injuries or death. You must slow down and yield when you approach all railroad crossings. If a train is approaching, always stop behind the solid white line or at least 15 feet from the crossing. Never stop on the tracks. It's the law and it could save your life. Proceed only when the train has cleared the area and no other trains are approaching. Please be safe at all railroad crossings. And remember, never stop on the tracks. Tony Mandina's roots go back to Salaparuta, Sicily. His father left in 1924, but those connections are still powerful. The restaurant uses extra virgin olive oil and wines made at Villa Mandina in the ancestral home. Tony's restaurant started in 1982 with 14 tables and has grown to seat 180 with his daughters and granddaughter running it now. Now, this West Bank favorite still serves their delicious Sicilian New Orleans menu in a place that feels like home and pick up some of their famous red gravies sold in groceries all over town. Tony Mandina's 1915 Pratt Street, Gretna, 362-2010. Basil's Ace Hardware has been the center for your grilling needs for over 15 years. That's when I first got my big green egg, which I use more than ever lately. Fred also has Traeger grills and Weber grills and all the accessories for them. Charcoal and pellets and propane, as well as rubs and grilling utensils. Remember, a great cookout always begins with the right hardware. Basil's Ace Hardware, 4419 Transcontinental Metairie, 888-8588. <laughs> And it's kind of cold, too. This is Tom Fitzmaurice. It is. With the food show. And Marianne is here Hi as there. a much, much better and uh, and uh, talented person waiting for us here. And for you, too. Anybody who ate food in his or her life. Wow. Uh, you know, you, <laughs> that you is what I well. call casting a wide net, They Tom. came all the way over here to get something <laughs> like this. A wide we net. Well give them a bunch of it. Uh-huh. But here we are, uh, and the here idea is very simple. It's just simple, uh, uh, simple uh, program. I like, about I like it when you used to say that. You used to say, if you've ever had yeah. anything to eat in your whole life, call never, me. <laughs> never, if you've never eaten, call me, and we will uh, find other things to fill uh, up the slip. Okay. Hey, you know what? That just completely by confusion. Or, it's a food show, by the way, folks. Morris is here. If you're just joining us for the first time ever... You have to give it more than a few minutes because the first few minutes you're just going to find yourself scratching your head going, what the? But, but just give it a few minutes and then you say, well, you know, it's peculiar, but uh, we love it strangely. Yeah. I mean, yeah. We go to, to life for it every day. At least I do. And I <sighs> couldn't live without this place. I, really I know, couldn't. Tom. You know, I know. It's called The Food Show, which is simple enough. You know, I've I, I stumbled. I don't know who found this. 
we whenever we see anything that's in a comic strip uh -huh. or in a magazine or uh, that sounds like it has something worth talking about. Uh, I, I pull it out and we talk about it a little bit, make a big fuss of it. But I found this just on our desk right here. Uh, here, let me describe. Tell me when I've stopped this. Uh, gotten a little over it. Um, you have a guy, a uh, very good-looking man, and he clearly is in a tuxedo. Tom and thinks that is... we have a webcam. I keep trying to explain to Tom that we don't have a webcam, but go ahead. We describe don't... it, Tom. Okay. Anyway, um, here's this guy who's very well-dressed, obviously. And then right above him... <laughs> Thank God we don't have a webcam. Uh, it says, I'm <laughs> looking forward to keeping all of my resolution in, in this year. Uh-huh. This guy yeah. was in a comic strip at, that ran in the 30s, 40s, and 50s, and it ended in seven. And uh -huh. I, for the life of me, I can't remember what his name was. Mm. But anyway, he, that was a lot of work for nothing. It sure was, but I'm, that's <laughs> I, I, that's uh, something I do well. The Hi, food folks. Simply, uh, simply that do way. Do you want to talk food with us? We're here to do that with you. Boy, yeah. we have a lot to talk about today. Don't you know, I don't. used to use the almanac as a crutch, but I haven't had the crutch in a couple of weeks, and I'm yeah. I'm okay. Because you're calling, which is wonderful, 556-9696. People say I don't give it often enough. It seems like I give it all the time, but I don't think I'm giving it often enough, and so here we are. Tom, if you did have a webcam, you could see that Tom to Tom is wearing not only one headset but has the other one around his neck. Can I have one of those? Sure, you can take another one after. <laughs> what I'm do. after is just people just to come one visit. Will do. That's all. If all you, right. when, when they don't call, they don't uh, tell you as much. So I'd say, hey, yes. don't call me, but you're going to really love it. You know, so don't call are. you, but you well, how about if they call? Anyway, we went to <laughs> <This way>. Austin's <laughs> last night. We went to Austin. What's the matter, Tom? You, you said, "How do you?" How do you um, we went to Austin Steakhouse. Uh, first of all, I didn't yeah. even know that was a steakhouse. You know, when did it switch over to a steakhouse? Uh, it has been quite a while. Uh, obviously, I mean, uh, I've been there. I, well, I'll tell you what. I'll tell uh -huh. you what. It was. I don't think it was a steakhouse the last time I was there, and this is kind of you know, probably not so good to say. But the last time I was there. I know exactly where we were sitting. Mm -hmm. I know that for some reason, you and I were going there and I was talking to my oldest sister and I invited her to join us for dinner. And it was the three of us, she's 11 years older than me. Mm -hmm. She's a widow. And it was the three of us at dinner and we were doing an Eat Club cruise in the spring of 2014. Actually. It was April, yeah, April of 2014. So that's how far back this goes. And she was intrigued. She asked about it just, you know, just like to make conversation. She asked about it, and we told her about it, where it was going and all that. And the next thing we knew, not only had she signed up, but she got my other two sisters to sign up. And so the sisters went on a cruise. I mean, we had a, it was a big group of people. So our sisters... My sisters were among the group of people, but it was a wonderful trip that I'll never forget, especially that night sitting at Alfredo's in Rome that and was, having the guy sing Volare to us. Well, I think I did it too. Well, sing for you. <laughs> if anybody was singing, 
I'm sure you were with him, Tom. I was. But anyway, I fond, wonderful memories of that. And it all started at Austin's that night. And that was the last time I was there. And at that time, it was not a steakhouse. Uh, so it, I don't know when it switched over. It, but it was good. It kind of like ovaled down or it filtered down. Uh, and mm -hmm. after being for a long time mm -hmm. as a major seafood place. Yeah, I memory. remember it being just a really good, fancy outpost of the Mr. Ed's empire because right. he has an empire. His empire is Mr. Ed's, then Mr. Ed's an oyster bar, which is really good. And then Austin's was sort of like this outlier fancy place. And now it's a steakhouse. Mm -hmm. And it was good as an outlier fancy place, and it's good as a steakhouse, just as all of his other restaurants are. Well, listen to this. I reached a point uh, a few years ago in which I gave them five stars. What? I really what? did. I really Who? meant it. Which one? Austin? Uh, Mr. Edward. Wait, Austin's? Austin's, yeah. Okay, as the steakhouse as or the not steakhouse? steakhouse? There was a point where oh. they, all oh. of a sudden, their, the quality of what they were putting out just ballooned up. Uh -huh. And you can tell lots of evidence of that now because there's a uh, steak, as a matter of fact, many steaks on their menu there. Well, it's a but steakhouse, yeah. We had a porterhouse last night. We did, uh-huh. And went through that, and I, there's no doubt in my mind that this is at a level that I usually very rarely reach from any other state. It was tender. Mm -hmm. And uh, we, I, I ate the We had a leftovers, lot on that table last night. Uh, and I ate most this morning. Yeah. So what a good, good uh, uh, stack of food. It was a wonderful celebratory dinner. We picked up our little red bean mm -hmm. edition. Yeah. And, um, and we had a very nice dinner at Mr. Ed's Steakhouse, we as did. it turns out. Yeah. Wait, Austin Steakhouse. Austin. So I don't know where Austin comes from. I guess from Austin must be one of the kids' names or something like that. Usually when you have a name like that, it turns out to be one of the kids or grandkids. There's only If you go to Austin's, which I strongly recommend you do, you need to know something uh, that you need to, that you don't find out right away. And that is that their parking is a little uh, kind of off. Well, it's, it's a part of a strip mall. It, it yeah. is, and you, you have to get there early uh, or park like four blocks. I'm not kidding about this. Four or five blocks up the street. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's there. Well, if you're talking about if you come later, we, we came pretty early. Yeah, well, yeah that's why we did. Speaking of naming things after your kids, this is a little hint I'm going to drop. Next oh. week, a place yeah. is opening with no name on it, but a number oh. of family members. Mm. <laughs> we'll be back after these messages. Five five six nine six nine six. Gonna be good mm. too. Tony Mandina's roots go back to Salaparuta, Sicily. His father left in 1924, but those connections are still powerful. The restaurant uses extra virgin olive oil and wines made at Villa Mandina in the ancestral home. Tony's restaurant started in 1982 with 14 tables and has grown to seat 180, with his daughters and granddaughter running it now. Now, this West Bank favorite still serves their delicious Sicilian New Orleans menu in a place that feels like home, and pick up some of their famous red gravies sold in groceries all over town. Tony Mandina's 1915 Pratt Street, Gretna, 362-2010.
Basil's Ace Hardware has been the center for your grilling needs for over 15 years. That's when I first got my big green egg, which I use more than ever lately. Fred also has Traeger grills and Weber grills and all the accessories for them. Charcoal and pellets and propane, as well as rubs and grilling utensils, Remember, a great cookout always begins with the right hardware. Basil's Ace Hardware, 4419 Transcontinental Metairie, 888-8588. Bistro Orleans, it's back with its familiar classic New Orleans cuisine in a casual setting serving only Louisiana oysters and always wild-caught Des Almonds catfish. And the seafood boat, Carnival Time Lounge, has happy hour Wednesday through Friday. Bistro Orleans is open daily for lunch at 11, dinner Wednesday through Sunday. Bistro Orleans, 3216 West Esplanade in Metairie, 304-1469. Autumn in New York, why does it seem so inviting? Yes, indeed. Why does it? Mm. And it is. It absolutely is. It's kind of like our weather here. It sometimes gets a little bit better in, in I remember it. Well, never mind. Uh, let's go to Ron, the gourmet waiter. Oh, Archie Siraj is the chef of Orleans. You guys should go say hello to him. He is out and about and putting out some great food there. That's it. Okay. <laughs> let's go to Ron. Hey, good afternoon. How are you all doing? Hey. hey. Well, it's a lovely day outside, even though it's a little on the, believe it or not, a cool, cold side over here at the... Uh, in the uh, cool fountain ranch. Cool water ranch. Yes. Been, That's right. There you I go. Cool water. Distinguish. Okay, so I've got a funny story yes. for you, and it's yes. about yes. steaks, okay? Now, I don't know if he took okay. the steaks okay. off the menu for a while and put them back on, but I had a website company right after Hurricane Katrina, which I believe was in 2005. Right. <clears throat> so I got in touch mm -hmm. with Ed McIntyre, yeah. and he had me do websites for all of his restaurants. Yep. And one of them was Austin's. So I went to Austin's and took some pictures, pretty high-quality pictures. And a lot of it was the food. He wanted to pretty much do as much of the menu as he could. So when we finished, he had the, he had the chefs cook all these steaks and all these lobsters, every configuration. And then when I finished shooting the stuff, um, Ed told his guy in the back, he said, look, I want you to go get some clamshell styrofoam containers, box all this stuff up. So I was getting ready to leave, and Ed said, wait a minute, for your food. And I said, what? He gave me every one of those, uh, every one of those items. So I went, home with, I went home with 10 steaks, probably 10, uh, lob, you know, five lobsters, all kind of stuff. I mean, I ate surf and turf for a week. So he may have had it, or he may have had mm, it and then taken it off and put it back on. But um, he's, he's got mm. great food. I, 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 love, I love Mr. Ed's. Yeah. Yeah. Well, now Obviously, it is expanded Austin. to uh, to a, even bigger than it was back then. Yeah, you know, I had a conversation yeah. with him a while back when I was running a restaurant in the French Quarter, and he and I were talking, and we were talking oysters, and he said, "What do you think about oysters in the French Quarter?" And I said, "Honestly, the two big places that everybody goes to, I'm sick of waiting in line." And he, you know, and, and he 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 thought about that for a second, and he goes, "Yeah," he goes, "I've thought about going down there." Anyway, he's got. You know, as you know, he's got two uh, restaurants with oyster bars. But he, he's always mm. been a great guy. He's always been a good friend, and he was he was easy to deal with when I used to do his websites. He really was. I mean, he's he's, he's a phenomenal guy. And I, yeah, I, he's a fun. Over, he's a funny guy, and and uh, he's yeah. a real. 
real New Orleanian. You know, he's a he's kind of a yat, but he's he's really he's cute. Yeah, uh, I was telling y'all yesterday. Anyway, um, okay, we so did some steaks. We did some barbecue steaks yesterday. But what? Yeah, what we did oh. is um, I, my my landlord sent someone to the store two days ago to get steaks, and he came back with the wrong steaks. So he went back mm-hmm. himself, and he got the good steaks. And one of the guys grilled those two nights ago. So he gave me the cheap steaks, and he said, let's see what you can do, maestro. So I actually did Brazilian style and Argentinian style. I made a chimichurra, a couple of other sauces. Mm. And the now thing there's about something these, you don't hear about. The thing that you have to do with these inexpensive steaks is understand that they're lean. Okay, so what you want to do is you want to cook them real fast, and then you want to slice them real thin. Because, as you know, a very thin slice doesn't expose the, uh, you know, the, inex- the, the inexpensiveness of the meat. The thinner you slice it, it it's going to be more tender. Anyway, mm-hmm. we had a ball. We fed about 25 people last night and had a great time. Sounds like it. Good. Perfect night Good. to do it. Uh, this was top see. sirloin, by the way, and we got this for two fifty nine a oh. pound. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. That's... That, that, I think, but I might be wrong on this, that that's what on the West Coast they call, um, oh, doggone it. There's a special name for it. It's flank steak? No. Flank, no, it's not flank steak. It's something that, that you really, if you go to California, you see it everywhere, but not here. Hmm. Yeah, this some, is towards the back of the cow. The only thing behind it. this section is going to be the tail, okay? And basically what you're doing is, it, is on the top, you've got something called sirloin. Below sirloin, you actually have the tenderloin. Below that, you have top sirloin. Below that, you have bottom sirloin. And the basic difference between sirloin and uh, top sirloin is they've pulled all the bones and the the musculature out. So it's going to be a boneless uh, steak. But again, it's on the dry side. You want to cook it fast, and you want to slice it thin. And you don't want to overcook it because it will get tough. Sounds like the menu at Fogo, Deschamps. Top sirloin, I, bottom sirloin. It, it also again? reminds me of La Boca because I know that they're very talented over there. He's got a great reputation for doing things with uh, with steaks that aren't necessarily like prime or, or the best cuts. Well, uh-huh. I like hanger steak, uh, skirt steak. I love yes. both of those, but they've got to be done right. Yes, they do have to be done right, for sure. In the hands of a, a master, it's really good. You can definitely tell when someone knows what they're doing with steaks like that. Absolutely. Gotta be, I gotta be marinated. And I gotta deep fry skirt steak and I, I deep fry uh, hanger steak, and they both come out really good. I do it in a wok, and it's done oh. in three minutes. Wait, you, you deep fry them? Super, super high heat in a wok in oil. The thing, it's basically submerged, so I'm calling it deep fried. I was I about to say, this really is, hot. Go ahead. Okay. So basically you're wok frying, which is... Yes. I mean, I wouldn't call that deep frying, but, you know, anyway. You save a ton well, of oil you, with the wok. Totally That's submerged. why I like them. Everything concentrates like in the bottom and yeah. the center, so you save a ton of oil. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. Take care, Ron. Well, thank, thank you. Thank you very much. Have a great day. Info. Great show. We'll Bye-bye. be there for a while. All right. Five, five, six, nine. Six nine six is the number. Six nine six nine. Yeah, don't bother. I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> For some reason, I have this reputation over here as being completely unable well, to Tommy, squirt it down into it, a little it took blob. A, it took long enough to learn the number for the other. So let's just let's just skip it and go straight to this one. 
or All and right. I'll just I'll just do it. That's Fire what, away. that's what I'm here for. Okay, so um, so Henry, did you want to talk about uh, introducing Adam on the air here or what? I'm sorry. Say that one more time. Did Did you want to put Adam on the air or what? Oh no! Uh, I was just going to introduce okay. you during the break. <laughs> oh, okay. So the next break. Okay. Next break. All right. Um, okay. Five five six nine six nine six. Uh, Henry is heading off to vacation for two weeks, and we have another producer going to be sitting in with us. So I don't. I hope Henry has properly prepared him for the peculiarities of this show. Let's just hope that that's the case. Anyway, and I hope he's good technically because I need someone to make up for my severe deficiencies in that regard. We'll try so we went to. back to what we were saying about Mr. Ed's. Um, it was a big meal. It was, first of all, they started with the wonderful bread from Angelo's. So whenever I Isn't see the bread from Angelo's, which is kind of interesting. Yeah. It was more along the lines of this, the bread from uh, Mosca's, which was much denser than the one at Impostato's. I, it's I supposed to be the same bread, but it does not have the same interior consistency. And I'm so curious as to what makes the difference. I wonder if they're baking I wonder if they're baking it individually for people. Could be. Whatever it is, I've got something Whatever to say Whatever it is, I prefer it. the one at Impostados. And uh, what? I prefer the one at Impostados. What oh, about you? I do, yeah, yeah sure. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, and, but there are some that have other characteristics, and there are some of them I find to be peculiar. But we will uh, find that uh, on a on a slow day and, and talk about it. Well, I'm just I'm I'm curious because you hear that people are having people bake bread for them. Like apparently Leidenheimer is baking bread for a lot of people using a proprietary recipe that was given to them by the client. So it goes back a long time because I remember when they were just starting up on a few new styles of doing that and it was kind of kind of surprising and, and well I know D Martino's uses bread that is baked specifically to his specifications by Leidenheimer and I think that that could be what's going on and makes the difference between impostato's bread and the bread at Mosca's and last night at Austin Steakhouse because they were definitely uh, those for the Mosca's and Austin's were the same kind of crumb, very dense, almost stalish, but it wasn't stale. It just was really dense. And mm. then the one at Impostados is more of a cloud. Yeah. When you pull it apart, it comes out as sort of a, a, a stringy cloud. And I don't mean stringy. That has negative connotations, but it's hot and it's pillowy. And it's really a wonderful bread. And they're supposedly baked by the same baker. Anyway, if you're a baker, or maybe a baker in one of those two places, Angelo's or Leidenheimer, I'd like to hear about how you keep all of that straight because it sounds to me like inside these bakeries, they're well, doing very individualized service to their customers. I think if most people in America would go through all of the uh, different kinds of bread and be talking about it with you and me together, 
we would uh, probably get people astonished by how long we spend talking about very, <laughs> Something very that I almost never points. eat. So, well, that's what this show is about, Tom. It's about the finer points that's of food. You've built right. your reputation on discerning the finer points of all of these things. Uh, the um, the premier bread, in my opinion, is Belgard, but I don't know what is the status of Belgard at the moment. It is, I, it is sort of in sort of a limbo. But at some point, I'll learn what is going it's on. Too, it's too hard for you, Tom. It's May, that could Like be. you said, the first time you tried it, you said, this is bread for somebody with much better teeth than me. I mean, excuse mm -hmm. me for being disgusting by saying yeah. that. But anyway, that's uh, it's, it's, it's the kind of bread that you have to work out your jaw. You really do work out. But see, I kind of like that. I really do like that kind of bread. Anyway, we could talk about bread for hours, and it's funny because I never eat bread. Well, <laughs> I if love you like bread, but it has to be a certain level of of appeal to me, and that's and that's really really high, and it's very mm -hmm. very rare that anyone hits that mark. You know, it, it, this occurs to me to make not a book or anything like that, but a book on the subject of New Orleans bread, but really tightened it up and and make it obvious because. Like the, yeah, that would be an interesting book. The, the book United, that would come out Jindusa. of, well, let's say, uh, on the North Shore. Uh, Wise Guys? Huh? Wise Guys? Oh, I, mean, I don't know where they are. The they're there here. They do they, commercial. Yeah. Oh, oh okay. Well, uh -huh. They're around. You see uh -huh. their trucks every now and then. But um, it's really, the, the North Shore has a great dearth of bakeries. Mm -hmm. There's Zoe's, which True. is the king. Mm -hmm. And uh, and I used to think that Zoe's, and in fact, I do still think that Zoe's might be my favorite bakery in the world. Um, of course, I haven't been to every Swiss bakery, but he's pretty good. He's a, a United Kingdom, Devon-born European master chef or master baker, and he's he's pretty good. I got to say that. But there's other ones, too. We'll be back after the bottom of the hour news from Louisiana Radio Network right now. Louisiana Radio Network News, I'm Kevin Barnhart. State Education Superintendent Cade Brumley says classes begin this week for seven different school systems. Brumley says many schools are using a hybrid model, a split between virtual and in-person learning, and adds the guidance from the state level leaves room for local autonomy in how school systems handle its mix of virtual and classroom instruction. Local decision-making does matter, especially in this situation, so that they can balance that level of spread within their community versus what mode of education they decide to use. State Treasurer John Schroeder estimates about 10,000 small businesses have completed an application for Main Street Recovery Grants, but they're running into some issues and misconceptions from applicants, including eligibility about who can apply. One, you can apply if you've received federal aid, and two, the program is not just for minorities. So now we're trying to make people understand, no, it's everybody. Schroeder says about 70% of applicants are classified as minorities. From the Louisiana Radio Network.com newsroom, I'm Kevin Barnhart. Are you a Louisiana small business? State Treasurer John Schroeder here. I believe small business is the backbone of Louisiana's economy. If you're struggling to stay afloat during this pandemic, the Louisiana Department of Treasury is here to help with the Main Street Recovery Grant Program. You are not alone, and you can apply for this grant for your business today. You support our workforce, Louisiana, and we support you. The Louisiana Main Street Recovery Grant Program. Support when you need it. Apply now at LouisianaMainStreet.com.
This is Trace Atkins for the Louisiana Farm Bureau Federation. Growing up in Sarepta, I could see the value of agriculture every time I left the house. Whether it was timber going to the paper mill or cattle in a pasture, I knew the farmers, ranchers, and landowners were keeping my hometown on the map. And the Louisiana Farm Bureau Federation helps keep them in business. So join the Farm Bureau today. Become a member at LAFarmBureau.org or call your parish Farm Bureau office. The Louisiana Farm Bureau Federation, the voice of Louisiana agriculture. I like a Gershwin tune. How about you? Me too, me too. Five five six nine six nine six is the number. You are listening to the food show where we can blather on endlessly about things. We've been talking ten minutes about bread. Mm-hmm. Yes. And all the different ways that bread are used and how they're different. They look exactly the same and they wind up being totally different. Well, you I know, mean, you you, would, you brought home a loaf of bread from Matina Bella, your favorite breakfast place ever. Mm-hmm. It's wildflower. It's the bread that they are baking for Susan Spicer's wildflower mm-hmm. line. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of, yeah, there's a lot of different baking happening in the Leidenheimer baking facilities, for yeah, sure. There, there, there is. They let me go in it uh, a long time ago. I'll bet you it doesn't look anything like that what, now. No, what do, what do you never knew? Uh, anybody who's who loves or hates uh, uh, bread, you find something going on there inside the big, big ovens. There are these pipes coming in, and when they get to going, they start putting a steam and actually just some uh, actual be- be- little water, just little steam, water. yeah. Yeah, to I, harden the crust, right? The second right? part was, uh, was on purpose. Does that harden mm. the crust? It, and that's uh, what happens. Mm-hmm. You have all of this, this water that's steaming in that huge uh, oven. Yeah, and, and there it is. And that's how they get to be different from all the other places. I'm sure they do it other places too. Well, but, maybe not but, to that extent. But there's, uh, I mean, it's really a shame what happened after Katrina in the bakery world here. We lost Turnbull, the... the um, uh, Melba Toast people. We mm-hmm. lost uh, United but, Bakery, which was a really good one. And I think Gendusa, too. Could be. Gendusa, I always thought, had the best bread. Mm. They always had the best, in my opinion, French bread. All right. Who does the cap loaves? Well, probably but, uh, Leidenheimer. You know, I don't know if anybody is doing them anymore. I haven't oh, you seen them. You see them at Galatoire's? You see them at Antoine's? Uh, well, then I... It, it, God passed me, but uh, I haven't seen that cap bread, or it has several different names, uh-huh. but it's all the same thing. And it reminds me pretty much just of a really huge French bread. That's, a fat one, but a short one. Yeah. Short, fat one. Yeah. But I think the, that the if you look at the difference between the Antoine, not Antoine's, the um, Arno's bread. They have always done that big, 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 yeah. big, 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 Okay, big, but big, if you look bread. at the difference, they're both cap loaves. There's the Arno's bread. And then the Galatoire's bread. Cap loaves, one mm-hmm. is, is quite different from the other. And, True. you know, they're both good. But, I mean, I, I, I was, like I said, I don't really eat bread unless I feel like I'm going to willfully be bad. <laughs> and if I'm going to willfully mm. be bad, it better be really good bread. And I would and it's just a tiny little handful of places. It. Tiny little handful of places where I would just... Just willy-nilly eat the bread, impostados maybe being the only one. 
I think I'm going to write this either a good size article love. or. That a, is actually a good idea, Tom. Of, uh, it's a good be, idea. Because. Yeah. There's when, a lot when to I say. Think of, uh, like Keith Young, his bread. It's one yeah. distinctive way. It is. Uh -huh. And then you go to a place uh, a mile away and you go for the same exact uh, item. You get into it. Yes. You, you feel like you're not in the same state. Yeah. And we've moved on somewhere. Uh, both good. Yeah. Strange. You know the I mean, best bread? We need to investigate. The best bread basket I ever saw found mm -hmm. was at Smith & Walensky. Oh, you know, it was a, a chain, didn't have a, it is a, a lot. It a chain, yeah. But it's a very small chain them, now. It's contracted a lot, yeah. Are they still around? They are still around. They have uh, one or two places in Miami. Yeah. They have the flagship in New York. Last one I saw, it was in Chicago. I don't know how many. There's, there might be like four to six nationwide now. Hmm. And uh, it's too bad they closed the one in Houston, which was a cool place, which had very much the original. I, I thought they had a very distinctive look on the outside. Uh -huh. And Well, you can cut up with on them, too, which, which is a big thing for me. You like you can do what? Uh, they let me to fail around with them. Oh, oh uh, yeah. Because, uh, yeah, well, they're, they're, they're kind of like joking around a little bit. Uh, on uh, the day before we were going to be on the uh, the 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 I the hurricane. No, this is the one where you get you cross all of Europe and, and on a uh -huh. uh, crane. A cruise. No, a on, cruise. No, no. Hang on just a second. Okay. I'm almost there. It's um, the it's. Um, it's like a, uh, uh, it's uh, like deep water fishing. I'm sorry, not a telephone. Deep a, water a, fishing. Uh, no, almost here. I can only I can only let you do it so long. Babe. Okay, <laughs> it's uh, the um, train. Ah, okay. And where is there a train in in um, in Chicago? No, in all of Europe. Oh, they're all over the place in Europe. Ah, uh, but this one is particular. It's a train. Are we talking the Orient Express? We are talking about the UF <laughs> one. That's correct. Oh my gosh. Yeah. The Orient Express. You have no idea, folks, unless you were listening to Tom about a year and a half ago. For some reason, the Orient Express, there were notes in the studio all over about. We took a trip on the Orient Express, for those people who don't know. And it was about. 16, 17 months ago, it was a 30th anniversary trip. Mm -hmm. And for some reason, Tom could not, under any circumstances, remember those two words. Okay, so Tom, what does any of this have to do with the Orient Express? Uh, well, the, the fact that we were on the actual yeah. train and they had uh, food that they yeah. sold. And, but the bread and, wasn't particular, was it? I don't remember the bread I, being I anything don't remember, special. Like, you got some. I, Biscuits. I don't. Re I don't remember whether it came in the good side either, because uh -huh. uh, there was some not so great things going on there. <laughs> while we it were was there. an interesting trip, both before and after. Let's just leave it at that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, they did have those great little biscuits. Uh, those, and by biscuits, I mean cookies in the uh, mm -hmm. in the bar in the morning at seven o'clock. And we did have uh, the Swinson Walensky there. Believe it I don't not. know what you're talking about, Tom. What connection, what possible connection could there be between Smith and Walensky and the Orient Express? I'm trying to, I'm trying to get that. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to understand. Morning, that. afternoon for Marianne. I'm, 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 I'm going to have to, what we're going to have to do is, I, I will probe this off the air for everyone's sake 
and try to determine what the connection is between the Orient Express and Smith and Walensky. So stay tuned. I'm most curious myself. Five five six nine six nine six. We have blathered on for like thirty minutes on bread alone. And if you have something you would like to add to that, we would love to talk about bread with you because bread is, after all, manna, the bread of life. Food. Yes, it is the one. What is it? Man cannot live by bread alone. I actually could, depending mm. on the bread. I actually could. Great, great butter, great bread. I actually could. It's wonderful. I mean, yeah. if you get that, get that aroma. Yeah, there's some that's that not feeling. so wonderful, but the well, but if there's bad everything if you look for it. Irish soda bread, for example, mm -hmm. <laughs> not, not something you want to seek out. All right. So anyway, this we talked about the bread. We are still trying to recount the experience last night from Austin's Steakhouse, and this is not mm. uh, an exclusive conversation. You may interrupt at any time we're just you know blathering so if you have a report of your own you would like to give us we'd love to hear it we, or we can talk about anything at all because that's it as long as it has something to do with food and the orient express no not really i'm curious to see what the orient express thing is though i can't wait for a break tom so i can find that out so you think about what it is that makes you think of the orient express with regard to smith and walensky because i just i can't see anything there Usually I can guess it, but I can't. Mm -hmm. All right. So then we, after the bread came and we, you know, we had some bread, um, we ordered, I was looking at the combo was interesting. I didn't get it, but it was, it was, you know what it was? My golly. It was the Chris Vodanovich gumbo because yes, because, um, Chris yes, uh, Madonovich is our friends over at Drago's. No, that's, that's, um, no. No? <laughs> no. Satanovich. No, Chris from Bozo's. Chris, mm. the Chris, Bozo himself. Yeah. All right, so here's the connection there. I mean, we don't want to make it a show, because remember the show where we just kept trying to remember something, like some restaurant, and it, it just went on forever? So here's the connection between... Mr. Ed McIntyre and Bozo. Mm -hmm. And he's not, you know, he's very upfront about why he bought Bozo's and made it the flagship of Mr. Ed's, the Mr. Ed's um, oysters. Mr. Ed's had, you know, a, a well-run and uh, proliferating sandwich and specialties of New Orleans casual restaurant. And then he launched into, and then Austin's came in there. And then Mr. Ed's Oyster, which has a little empire of its own now, that place, the flagship of that was Bozo's. And for those people who are unfamiliar with Bozo's, it was an iconic seafood restaurant which did everything to the highest degree. Mm -hmm. He was so particular about his fried seafood that everything had its own fryer. Do you remember that? You said that was a really particular thing for him. Nothing tasted. If you got a seafood platter, it didn't all taste the same because it was all fried in a different uh, fryer. And he had a lot of 
peculiarities which were good, you know, they were above the standard. And they had um, this gumbo that I never did like, but apparently they sold a lot of it and it was kind of everything but the kitchen sink. Usually you have a seafood gumbo mm -hmm. and you have a chicken andouille gumbo. Okay. Can I have a... Yes. Uh, the Vodonovich family yeah. was also involved because they were, you know, everybody yeah. was kind of, and uh, they were the ones who had that uh, seafood place in Belchase. Name? It was. Uh, Are you what? talking about Barataria? No. No. Uh, it's before you get to that. Okay. We have a caller that's going yeah. to save us. Should we take the caller or go to. Yeah, well, let's take yeah, Okay, let's, let's take a break. Whoever you are, stay on the line. We'll be right back. 556-9696. Care Restaurant and Supply has reopened for you to come in and shop. Care has all the wipes, gloves, and sanitizing supplies that you may need, and face masks. They have a great selection of takeout containers, too. Call Billy to help you plan the renovation of your kitchen or dining room. Home cooks will find a great selection of kitchen tools, too. Hours are 8 to 4 weekdays right now. Buy local. Our city depends on it. Care, hotel, and restaurant supply. Call 482-0294, 4815 Conti Street. Mimi's is the best restaurant that has ever been in St. Bernard Parish. A magic combination of terrific owner, hospitality, and talented chef combined with a charming atmosphere to offer you a great dining experience. Don't miss oysters here. They have two or three different kinds, all wonderful. A terrific burger, if you must. Great steaks, too. Thursday is steak night. Mimi's 712 Judge Perez in Chalmette, 644-4992. Mimi'sBarAndGrill.com. Chef Ron's Gumbo Stop is a great little place on Causeway right by the interstate. With a neighborhood feel to it, you'll find some delicious gumbo here. Chicken andouille gumbo, seafood gumbo, and the house specialty mumbo gumbo, which is a combination of both. Great fried chicken, poor boys, and other local specialties. Ron says, I cook it like your mama would, and he does. 11 to 9 every day but Sunday and Monday, 2309 North Causeway, 835 2022. I'll take Manhattan, the Bronx, and Staten Island, too. Yes, oh, indeed. Yeah. You know what? Uh, it's funny that uh, Chef Ron's Gumbo Stop was just on because I was about to say that you never mix chicken and andouille and seafood gumbo, except at Chef Ron's Gumbo Stop, they do, and it's called the Mumbo Gumbo. The mumbo gumbo. Mumbo gumbo, and people love it. Let's go to Steve. Steve, welcome to the food show. We have a very lively day today. Glad you're in it. Boy, I felt I right at home when you said, whoever you are, we'll talk to you when we get back. <laughs> We're going to a break. Sounds right like Steve's going to pick on me again. Go ahead. No, 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 no not at all. Not at all. Uh, I just wanted to tell you all that I just had a great use of bread, one of the fa my favorite uses of bread. And unfortunately, when you, uh, during this time of which we won't speak, when you go to the grocery <laughs> store, you get the kind of bread that they got. The nightmare that dare not speak its name. Go ahead. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and so we got oat nut, which is okay. It's okay, Brent. But I put on that Skippy's crunchy peanut butter and Smucker's strawberry jam and made one of the all-time great sandwiches that's ever been invented. Mm. Is the Peanut. person involved still with us? 
Now you see, yes, he's on the phone. Now, oh no, certainly wouldn't. Now this, there are not many shows where you could go on about a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and the bliss that it can be. Yeah, yeah. But you got to admit, well, I don't know if you like them, but I do. And as Tom is probably going to quote to us in just a minute. <laughs> I was just about, about to say it. <laughs> about Dick Brennan saying, yeah. you know why kids like peanut butter and jelly? Because it's good. That's it. There you and, go. That's it. And he's right. Dick, Junior. Dick, uh, uh, yeah, we senior. were both, uh, Steve and I Dick were Brennan, both thinking the same Seth. thing. Thousands of other people who were thinking, here comes Tom about to quote Dick Brennan on, you know why everybody loves peanut butter and, and jelly. We saved, we saved I think the whole you guys lot of time junk. by just going on and saying it. So, But it, it, it really is a great sandwich. Well, you know what, Steve? I have to tell you, I am enamored of your... Saya's roast beef, roast beef. Fantastic. I'm I am. glad to hear it. I'm I am. glad to hear it. Thank you for turning like us it. on to that. Now, you know what I'm going to do? I've, I'm becoming obsessed with markets like that. Yeah. I am. Uh, I, it's like I've... I, you talk about New Orleans, darling. I know. I know. Um, and, uh, and so now I'm going to really start in investigating these markets. And so um, now I'm going to go have a roast beef poor boy from the market to our house called Artigues in right. Abita Springs because that's where I found, and I hate to say it because I'm going to give it away, it's a competition. Uh -oh. <laughs> it's a competition out there for things that we need in this new world. But yeah. sometimes yeah. it's the little markets where you can make yeah. the score. Uh, yeah. Try some of their others, though, at, at Saya's. Their shrimp is a now, I can't do any more fried seafood. I'm up to my eyeballs okay. in fried then seafood. Try their hot sausage. It's very good. Their ham Tom, and cheese. Tom, a hot sausage. Oh, boy. Now, Tom loves hot sausage. It's an excellent ham and cheese sandwich, I think. Ham and cheese, poor okay. boy. Uh, okay. You then, know what I was going to do? I was going to take Tom today to get out of the house. Slap me. I was going to take him. <laughs> Why don't you just sneak him out the door and lock it? I was going to take him over to the Fat Boy Pizza Truck, which is... Ladies and gentlemen, I am not fat. <laughs> oh, no. You're so far from fat, Tom. We need, to, we need to stuff you with a bunch of those Fat Boy Pizzas. But um, where is that? Fat Boy Pizza... Oh, my gosh. It's so appropriately named... It's on road. I am not recommending it. It's an ordinary pizza, but you gotta oh, okay. you gotta love the fat boy pizza thing. But it, now they're coming to the North Shore, and it, talk about from the sublime to the ridiculous. The place that was Pardo's, the place that was oh the gorgeous, God. wonderful <laughs> flagship Pardo's, has now been rented to Fat Boy Pizza. And to get everyone's appetite wet for Fat Boy Pizza, oh, they're pulling up their Fat Boy truck. And I was gonna make Tom go have some pizza, but they're not there until the weekend so well we, we went, got we, we went to reginelli's and got a pizza yeah. saturday yeah it's pretty good pizza yeah it's good you know it's a good pizza i think it's neely's is really good I, I, that's Ooh. my new favorite over here neely's, neely's. all right okay. we are going to move on to someone i don't know who it is bye steve we have a bye. clock that's giving us the right right time so it must be time okay yeah all right michael 75 
We have much to cover in the next <laughs> How are you? Great. My two subjects today are bread and octopus. Oh, my goodness. Okay. 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 Which the first? first? Subject, first subject, bread, when you talked about it, it reminded me of my, my wife and I's uh, wedding 50 years ago where we had an opera singer, and he, he sang this so, uh, famous Catholic song written by Thomas Aquinas. It's called The Bread of Angels, but the real name is Panis Angelicus. Mm. Mm-hmm. If you ever play well, that song, it's, it's Three things about that. Congratulations on your 50th. I love Thomas Aquinas. I'm going to go look that up. <clears throat> and uh, and say the name again. Panis. Panis Aquinas. Panis Angelicus. Panis Angelicus. Okay. Bread of angels. All right. <clears throat> so tell us, Michael, about the bread. Was there a bread at your reception that you liked particularly well? Or oh, yeah. We had it- a, lot of, a lot of stuff. I gained 10 pounds at the reception. Wait, but, uh, have you told us that you've gained weight or lost weight in COVID? Sorry, I couldn't hear you. You've gained or lost weight in COVID? COVID, I lost 25 so far. I told you. Yeah. The next, the I thought you told me that. Now, I'm going to give another psychological tip. Uh, Dr. Freud is my inspiration on how to bet on uh, pro sports. Are you ready? <laughs> Are you going to get us in trouble, Michael? I'm getting old, so I'm giving all my secrets out. Okay. We're so honored. Please call us more often and tell us. Go ahead. Okay. First of all, when two two real good teams play each other in an important game, the team that wins the game, you bet against them the next time out, and the team that loses, you bet on them. It just happened uh, about three days ago. The Lakers played the Clippers important game. The Lakers slaughtered the Clippers. The Clippers came back and, and won easily, the team that lost, and, and the Lakers got thrashed. So it happens that you only win 75% of the time. After about two months, uh, Vegas is going to tell you, no mas, no more bets from you, sir. <laughs> so anyway, let's You do know that you're on the food show with Tom Fitzmorris, who, first of all, hates sports and betting. Go ahead. Well, well, that's betting for losers, but if you're a card counter or a guy who knows a little something, you can win. It's, it's an investment. Uh, let me tell you, I am, we were talking about casinos yesterday. Mm-hmm. I used to love to go. I've been going to casinos in Vegas since before, uh, when, when bets were $2 a pop, okay? <laughs> and I really was good at it. And then Tom went into a casino with me one time and totally messed up my mojo. I've never gone back. Huh. Yeah, my, my mother was playing alongside of me years ago before I got kicked out of the casinos. And she knew I was, I was, I was a specialist in blackjack, okay? Oh, and, gosh. Uh, so anyway, she, she has an 18. Uh, I'm sorry, she has an ace and the seven. And the dealer has a six. So you know what I told her? You have to double down on that hand. She said, are you crazy? I ain't changing anything. I said, mother, I'm a specialist. She said, I don't care. I like this move. <laughs> Michael, you and I should go to the casino together because yeah, I'm a gambler. Game. I am definitely a gambler. No, no I'm, not a, I'm, a, I'm, I'm not a gambler. I play percentages. In other words, 8-7 against a 6 is a steal if you double down on that hand. 
anyway, that's just one of the tips. Now back okay. to the octopus. Back to the octopus. We, uh, my wife and I were cruising in the Greek Isles on a Greek uh, ship, and uh, one day uh, some of the uh, staff uh, pulled up an uh, octopus out of the ship. I mean, out of the sea, and um, and uh, prepared it beautifully, and it was so delicious. I hadn't had a good octopus since then. So. Uh, with, I'm going to combine the bread and the octopus and be the first one to start an octopus pobo here in the town. I was wondering about that. I was going to say, is this a sandwich? Yeah, they okay. Got, they got soft shell pobo's. They got uh, four Why boys. not, Michael? Excuse me, Excuse me poor boy, Tom. Anyway, uh, <laughs> they got soft shell, every, every type of sea, seafood. So uh, I think it would be good. But I need to know how to prepare it. Last time I tried it myself, it was I couldn't get it to uh, get soft. Why don't you go to one of your YouTube videos, Michael? How are you doing with all your watching of your YouTube videos? Yeah, but I thought Tom might know. You what? I thought Tom might know how to prepare it. Tom, octopus. Prepare uh, octopus, an octopus for uh, Michael. He's I ready to make an octopus marinate, sandwich. Marinate in things that will give it a nice kind of uh, uh, flavor for coming from various uh, dimensions. I feel like octopus uh, probably needs to be uh, marinated for do. tenderizing purposes, does it? Yeah, that's exactly yeah. what I had in mind. Yeah, I would think yeah. so. Yeah. And, and how long, how long do you cook it? Well, it depends on how big it is, but uh, mainly the time that you have at your disposal. So, uh, believe me, there are easily found uh, recipes out there. And if I were close to my I might actually have it in my cookbook, but I'm not positive. In your cookbook? No, you don't have an octopus recipe in your cookbook. <laughs> I don't um, know. So isn't it like really gross to prepare, though? No, it's just chewy. It, it's, it's, uh, you have to chew and chew and chew, and some people don't like yeah, that. Yeah, I'm yeah I don't like that. One of them, I don't like that. Kind of. But, so, uh, but I do like them okay to get them once in a while. Okay, on, so on Michael. The, go ahead. What? The, go ahead, sir. No, no, you go. Uh, on the Greek ship, when uh, the, when they uh, prepared it, it was not chewy at all. That's my question, how to get it nice and well, tender. Yeah. I think it's one of those things where you have to grow up in the Mediterranean to really know what to do with something like that. Okay. I don't think... Uh, <clears throat> I know, I know you see it around here, but it's not, it's not the same. Well, thanks okay. for calling. At all. Wait, no, no, let me ask well, Michael something. Goodbye, so I, no, excuse No, wait, me. did you leave Michael? Did Michael leave? Yeah, I'm here. Uh, oh, is okay. Uh, okay. All right, Michael, leave us with with your your secret for losing twenty five pounds in COVID world. Okay, I already said this once. So, uh, I know, a, but I want to hear it again because I forgot it. Miss Court Reporter, please read that back to the jury. Okay, here it is. <laughs> uh, first of all, you uh, uh, you write down every piece of food you. Oh, eat that's that right. Day. That's right. Okay, and, and the diary. You write down uh, your estimated calories. Okay. Uh -huh. And that's all you do. Uh -huh. And uh, okay. for some reason, it'll, it'll get into your mind that uh, okay. you, you'll, you'll be watching it, uh, you know. Uh, Just peel off. Totally. Yeah, right. Uh, right so are you anyway. are you going to lose more, Michael? Like, what's your goal? Do you have a goal in mind or you just don't care? Probably. But I eat all kinds of great food. But I just, In fact, I just picked up a half a pound of pastrami from Stein's and uh, 12 everything bagels. Okay. I know I know you're a science regular. We have to go because we're at the top of the hour. But thank you for calling, Michael, as always. I want to pat on Okay. 
All right, Michael's going to tell us about how to prepare octopus the next time he calls. 5569696, if you would like to talk to us, that's what we're here for. Give us a call. We're talking about food. We go all over the place from the sublime nature of a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Somebody was talking about the, what was the dog tap dancing the other day. No, he's just walking through. Uh, <clears throat> peanut butter and jelly sandwich to octopus and what to do with an octopus and everything in between. We're not even halfway through our meal at uh, the steakhouse. We'll be back after these, after the news from Louisiana Radio Network. The best place for cutting edge news and talk about southeastern Louisiana is the John Mason Show. Every Tuesday and Wednesday at 1 p.m. on WGSO 990 AM, broadcasting live from the heart of New Orleans, Louisiana. This is continuing its trek north. This restaurant owner in Atlantic City telling Fox News he's making plans already. Comparing to all the reservations that we had for tomorrow, we canceled them. I called them and I canceled or I pushed them the, for Wednesday or Thursday. And that's just going to hurt us a lot. The White House says the use of mail-in voting in the November election will be rife with fraud and delay. When you have this mass mail-out voting, like what Nevada wants to do, the consequences are real. White House Press Secretary Kayleigh McEnany there speaking at the press briefing on Tuesday. McEnany saying, though, President Trump is in favor of absentee ballots, which means you request a ballot, which is available in every state and the District of Columbia. This is USA Radio News. With gun theft on the rise, it's crucial that law-abiding citizens hide their guns from criminals who are now becoming desperate. Learn exactly how with the newly updated Hide Your Guns e-manual, written by a former U.S. Special Forces officer who now reveals his field-tested secrets. Whether it's sneaky ways to hide your guns in plain sight or using extremely clever hiding places that even skilled thieves will never suspect. Learn how to hide other valuables too, like cash, gold coins, credit cards, so that they're safe from thieves but back in your hands instantly when needed. All this week, get four free bonuses when you order. Gun Debate Boot Camp, how to argue with liberals about guns and win every time audio program. Our no BS home defense report, the best-selling Your Home, Your Fortress e-manual, and a special mystery bonus worth $25. Go to HideYourGuns.com, that's HideYourGuns.com, don't let your guns be stolen and used in a crime. Go to HideYourGuns.com. On Tuesday, a Republican-led Senate subcommittee is convening a hearing to examine protecting free speech and protests, but also preventing violent demonstrations. Texas Republican Senator Ted Cruz is chairing that committee. The ranking member said nobody is condoning the violence and rioting, and yet nowhere in the opening remarks was even one word condemning it, condemning the assaults, condemning the 277 injuries that federal law enforcement officers have suffered at the hands of the, the, those riders. Not a word. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell, Republican from Kentucky, says Democratic Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi and Senate Minority Leader from New York Chuck Schumer are delaying getting money to the American people during the pandemic. We've gotten a full week of the Speaker of the House and the Democratic Leader shutting out all of their own members and refusing to move an inch off of demands that everyone knows are outlandish. USA Radio News. At the American Veterinary Medical Association annual convention in Washington, D.C., I spoke with Dr. John Howe, AVMA president, about One Health. 
One Health is really a collaboration between physicians and veterinarians or public health officials. For example, in Minnesota, our state public health veterinarian deals with zoonotic diseases, rabies, for example. Animals are sentinels for humans, and humans are sentinels for some infections in animals. There's more valuable information at avma.org. At a White House ceremony on Tuesday, President Trump is signing the Great American Outdoors Act, which he calls a truly landmark piece of legislation aimed at preserving the country's majestic national wonders, priceless historic treasures, and national parks. The Great American Outdoors Act provides $900 million a year in guaranteed funding for the Land and Water Conservation Fund so that all Americans can continue to enjoy our parks. The annual New York City Holiday Spectacular will be a lot less spectacular this year. As we hear from USA Radio Network's Chris Barnes. It's a stable atmosphere and somewhat drier one, too, that'll last a couple of days. Somewhat cooler spots for the mornings, but by still hot afternoons. A dry air mass will keep us too rain-free, essentially, with only 10% or less for an afternoon storm to pop up. Overnight lows of 70s. Tomorrow afternoon's back to a high of around the middle 90s. 70s for the morning Wednesday. Sunshine apartly cloudy for the afternoon at the high end of the mid 90s. His IE is tonight and tomorrow across the coast of South Carolina. Ralph Sanji, WGSO. So you think you can beat a train? Well, think again. Even at low speeds, trains can cause serious injuries or death. You must slow down and yield when you approach all railroad crossings. If a train is approaching, always stop behind the solid white line or at least 15 feet from the crossing. Never stop on the tracks. It's the law and it could save your life. Proceed only when the train has cleared the area and no other trains are approaching. Please be safe at all railroad crossings. And remember, never stop on the tracks. I love this uh, little ditty. Well, don't you? No. You don't? <laughs> Gee, it gets us into the show. How can we get into the show I mean, without that little piece so of music? It's so familiar now that there it oh. is, but I've always thought it should be catchier. Catchier? Yeah. All right. No, no, I think it works. I think it works. It's, you know, that's what people expect, but... Well, uh, I'm, just, okay. I'm just answering your question honestly. I can get over it anyway. It's funny that you asked that because just just two or three days ago, I was thinking, you know, I don't know about that music. It's funny that uh, that just a few days later, you gave me the opportunity to say that. Five five six nine six nine six. It's the Food Share, the rebooted version in its thirty second year. Wow, it's a long time to be doing. Um, mm, it's we're lucky. Is, standing. Well. <laughs> Come to think of it. Speak for yourself. I, uh, I, it's not that difficult for me. Anyway, we are talking about food as we often do. As a matter of fact, mm -hmm. as we always do. <clears throat> and uh, and to give you an idea of the long and winding road. 450. Well, 450 it? years. Well, sometimes it does seem like, like that, I have be, to say. Um, but uh, peanut butter and jelly sandwich. We've talked about octopus and an octopus sandwich. Uh, mostly be bread, though. Mostly bread, because because bread is uh, well, you know, bread is the, we'll the food of life. Too. Anyway, we think. haven't even gotten into the first course, and I started to talk about the difference—not uh, the difference, but why why Ed McIntyre went immediately to pick up 
the restaurant Bozo's for his collection oh. of restaurants start the new empire within the empire mm -hmm. um, Mr. Ed's Oyster House it's because and he said this to me and his you know this is a it's a funny story but his dad was a bookie Mr. Ed's dad was a bookie and as a child he used to go with his dad and visit people who were placing bets and Chris Vodanovich was one of those with people. horses and he way. was it horses and he used to uh, always go to that restaurant and particularly like it so as soon as it came up for sale he grabbed it because it had a lot of sentimental value to him and that's how the Mr. Oyster House was launched Anyway, the, the, the point I was trying to make is that there is a connection between the gumbos at both places. I never have liked the gumbo at Bozo's. And it was the same kind of gumbo on the steakhouse menu last night. And I wonder if it's not exactly the same gumbo. Because Chris's gumbo had everything with the kitchen sink in it. It oh, had, it had chicken, andouille, it had uh, um, crawfish, crab, oyster, shrimp. It had everything in it. And I thought that was just kind of a, a mm -hmm. wild gumbo. Are you saying that we have a caller on the line? Well, we would mind. We do. Yeah. We have Gregory on the line. Let's go Gregory to is here. Gregory. A call sooner or later, so you may as well call him now. <laughs> Bye, you take the Gregory, call. that doesn't make you feel that welcome, does Bye, it? Me Let me to play the among moon the stars. To take the Hey. Oh, he was singing. I got it. You know, I kind of have a feeling, Tom, that people that just drop into this show have the same experience and that Oliver and Carolyn had when they moved to New Orleans for te from Texas and heard mm -hmm. Hap Glotty on the air. Yeah. Oh boy. Thinking, oh, what have we done? Anyway, I hope what you don't we, feel that what, way. Was one of my just favorites. I speak as I please. I'm hat bloody and I speak as I please. I love that old man. He was a great guy. He was, <laughs> was a, in the old days when you a, could do that. All right. He was, Before he was I get in into trouble, how are you, Gregory? He was, oh, he was up there with he Bob was, Ruby yes. and Tom remembers all those old radio days. Yeah. Sure. But yeah, he was he on does. television and radio, uh, Hat yep. was. That's and, right. He uh, was. Yes, but the point of what I was saying is that they, they, they heard it. And they thought, okay, this is not normal, which is probably what anyone who drops <laughs> yeah, into no, the show for a minute thinks. I do mm -hmm. remember people coming in from town and listening to Buddy Diliberto and not understanding That's the word right. he said. Same thing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, we speak better, but it's peculiar. Anyway, Gregory, well, what can we do for you today? Well, just listening to you is all the pleasure I need. Um, the, um, That's what I keep telling everybody. <laughs> just listening is good enough without us having I to do anything. I a new place you know. today, and um, I love Bozo, Chris uh, Bodanovich. He, 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 he was a sweet, sweet man. And, he was, and, uh, yeah. And uh, I remember going there when it was still on St. Anne Street before they went to Metairie. I don't know if Tom can tell you that. <laughs> that was a shady place, and you better believe there were a lot of bookies <laughs> up in there. <laughs> It was. It was pretty shady, and I was just a little kid. I knew it was. It was before my time. There. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, it used yeah. to be on. St. You don't remember Anne the Bozos on St. Anne Street, Tom? Oh, I do remember. Oh, that, yeah, that's what he's asking. That was uh, to call. It was a private the, the club, actually. Uh, or yeah. it was it, on one side. It was this thing, and on the other side, it's a different. It was thing. kind of a speakeasy, wasn't it? 
it was kind of very much you a speaking. It was a bookie joint. <laughs> a bookie joint. <laughs> things going on both sides of the room. And, That's uh, what Gregory was saying. It was a little shady. It's a yeah. little shady. That's pretty clear. Yeah, but they um they um they finally moved out of the neighborhood because Metairie was more you know you know profitable. Hey, listen, yeah. I discovered yeah. a place. I don't know if you guys have been there yet, and I thought it was terrific. Four of us had lunch. And we went to this place called Jason's Deli in the strip mall where, you know, Fresh Market is right near Fury's, mm -hmm. right across the street from Durgnacks. These mm -hmm. people are putting out some excellent deli food. So we really? all intentionally, yeah, oh, Marianne, it's, it's, it was amazing. We all got four different things, and then we had them cut the sandwiches into fours, you know, those little triangles. Uh -huh. So we could, you know, taste everything. Our, our friends... You got the Nova salmon on a bagel, but open face with the cream cheese and capers. And the Nova salmon was just delicious. I ordered huh. the pastrami on rye. Mm. My mm. other friend got the traditional club. Okay, that's what friend, I was going to ask you. Did anybody have a club? Yes. And, okay. and so the other guy got a traditional Reuben, you know, with the Russian dressing and the sauerkraut. Yeah. And we all tasted each other's. And uh, let me tell you, I don't okay. It was amazing. That is a that is a great little joint. Unfortunately, you know, with this COVID nineteen stuff, it, you know, it wasn't that crowded. There was a lot of to go, but they have all the tables spaced out, so we were able to sit at a table and stuff. But this place hasn't been open very long. I feel sorry for these businesses, Tom, that have just opened within the last half year yeah. that have to put up with this. But mm -hmm. anyway, where is, is it again? Difference. Say where it is again, Gregory. Deli. It's right across the street from Durignac's in that big old, it's called Wilshire Plaza. There's a fresh market in there. Okay. Uh-huh, big lots, yeah. Uh -huh. supply. There's a Walgreens on the corner, which used to be a K&B when I was a kid, and we even had a lunch yeah. counter when I was a kid. Okay. <laughs> mm. That's uh, good anyway, to know. <laughs> I really wanted to tip you off. I thought that their ingredients were perfect, and the staff is really incredible. You know, okay. obviously, they're very keen to have people come and, and visit them, and they and they had not even been open six months. It's called Jason's Deli. Okay. And it's it's a very large place, too, Tom. And so there's plenty of tables, even with the COVID-19. Of course, there's pick-up and take-out and all that stuff. Why do but I think I that Jason's Deli has been around a lot longer than that? Maybe that's a new here, location. Are you here. sure that's the flagship? This no, it's not. No, I think they're out of um, they're out of a different state. I think this. Okay. This might sound okay. ridiculous, but yeah, they're from. But this location is their first one in the New Orleans. Okay, area. so it's part of a chain. Uh oh. No, it's definitely a chain. But 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 I got to tell you, I haven't had a pastrami on rye as good as I've had since uh, New York City. You know. Really? And okay. That's that's and Stein's Deli is a you know is a major uh, major favorite of mine. But I just, I just want to let people know to kind of support them. You know, this is a food show after all, is it not? Yeah. It is a food show. Yeah. Sure, for but, sure. Um, I mean, we're just looking for good food wherever oh, you can find it. So, you know. You wouldn't believe the assortment of pickled things. vegetables they have. Oh, excuse me. I'm just going to say, and I mm. love pickled vegetables. Oh, I love pickled vegetables. <gasps> well, they have an incredible assortment of that stuff. Um, and uh, just okay. people are nice as can be. And, uh, you know, not very expensive, you know, I mean, uh, you know, reasonable. Okay. Well, as long as the club is good, I'm in. So no, I'm going to check it out. Sandwich. Oh, Marianne, I know how much you love club sandwiches. And all it's right. That. That's my thing. And it's that. It's and the bacon thing. was perfect. You know, like we all got a sample of each one's dish. 
but that was really impressed by mine. And I, and the and the Reuben's delicious because I love corned beef, and I love fresh Nova salmon. I I just love Nova salmon. I just do. I just I'm lox. I guess right. that's what they call it. For those so that's who all I got today, except for another song. <laughs> about the, if you haven't uh, run into us before, I hope you underlighted uh, about it because uh, this was a good sample of what we do, do a whole it. lot more. And yeah. we invite you to That's come it. any I day of the week and uh, get, listen up, and and we'll hope to get you on the show. Yep. Well, I know it doesn't sound like we're shutting down yet because we're not. Are we're we? not. We are we're taking a break, break, though. We are going to take a break. We are going to take a break. That's yes. right. Yeah. Uh, what, Henry, Henry. All right, Henry, Gregory. I've loved the Maple Street Cafe from the first time I walked into the place. Jamil Kutob turns out well-executed dishes that hint of the Mediterranean, but with a real New Orleans spirit. The grilled fish here is particularly excellent, but I have never had anything I didn't love. Call 314-9003 for their daily specials, which are exceptionally good and an exceptional value. Maple Street Cafe, 7623 Maple Street, Uptown. If you haven't been to the Brick Oven Cafe in Kenner, you're overdue. This is not northern Italian gourmet food. It's a basic, soul-satisfying pasta with red sauce and cheese bubbling over. New York-style pizza with a perfect crust and the toppings you love. It has a fresh update and a new wine list with some exciting wines. Go have a heartwarming Italian meal with a delicious red wine. You deserve it. The Brick Oven Cafe, Williams Boulevard at Veterans Highway, 466-2097. Bistro Orleans, it's back with its familiar classic New Orleans cuisine in a casual setting serving only Louisiana oysters and always wild-caught Des Almonds catfish. And the Seafood Boat, Carnival Time Lounge, has happy hour Wednesday through Friday. Bistro Orleans is open daily for lunch at 11, dinner Wednesday through Sunday. Bistro Orleans, 3216 West Esplanade in Metairie, 304-1469. Night and day, you are the one. Yes, indeed. Only you. Okay. <laughs> five, five, six, nine. Nine six. We are just coming back to our dinner that we still haven't really had a chance to talk about, but we'd much rather talk to you. Five five six nine six nine six. We have gone all over in this conversation today, and uh, that's fun. That's what we like to do. Yes, it is. I am Talking enjoying about it today. The, the bozo gumbo, which Did we ever was that never out? my favorites, but apparently a lot of other people's favorites as well. All right, so after we didn't get the gumbo, because when I saw the gumbo on the menu, I, uh, I decided that was the bozo gumbo, which, like I said, I've never been a fan of. So then um, I did, though, get the crab salad, which was a pretty little plate. Um, it was iceberg lettuce shredded with a pile of, um, I wouldn't say it was a pile. It was like a, it was like a blanket over the lettuce of crab meat. Not particularly big lumps of lump crab meat, but it was nice. It was bordered by uh, asparagus on top and bottom. 
and it was served with any kind of dressing, and I chose remoulade. I liked that, it. That makes a great salad dressing. It does. I, I, I know get you that like to get it a lot. For a bunch I know of you reasons. like to get it. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. It was good. Um, and uh, Mary Lee got a um, wedge, a standard wedge, which she liked well enough. And you got those oysters, Tom. Those were good. They were really good. Yeah. Was this over at still at yeah, Austin's? Yeah, we're back to Austin's. We're still had, trying to get through that I dinner. I had two yeah. things. I, I had the oysters, which I, it was, it was interesting. It was like it was a spin flakes. dip on the bottom. Kind of. It was yeah. like a, it was a fried oyster inside little of a little. cheese. Right. Uh, and then we got a, a porterhouse uh, uh, steak. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was not as expensive as I was expecting. I was really I think happy about that. It was like $42 or something. It was around that. Yeah. The steak was fantastically good, which I didn't expect at all. It seemed tender, that, yeah. That's how he's been as long as I can remember on that. And mm -hmm. uh, so if you have to get a something that tastes a lot, a lot like a steakhouse, uh, try that one. They, yeah. they are solid. Well, we were we were feeling like we wanted steak, and so um, so uh, a little red beater said, "Well, um, we can't go to Ruth's Chris because you can't go to Ruth's Chris because well, I love going to Ruth's Chris, but I mean uh -huh. this is what we do. We have to explore other things. So mm -hmm. yeah. um, I mean, if we were sitting here talking about our visit to Ruth's Chris, there are so many people that could yawn and say, "Oh, we've done that already." But maybe they haven't been to another steakhouse. So we called. Mr. John's was closed. The steak knife was closed, closed, not permanently closed, but no, you know, they're not coming and going like some people are. And um, and that was kind of it. We started wanting to think of some place in Metairie, and then. You suggested Austin's, and I thought, is that a steakhouse? And then I wound up there. So I'm really glad that we did go because I did feel like steak, although that's not mm -hmm. what I got. That's not what I ultimately got. So Tom's oysters came in one of those big oyster platters. Was six it, of them. They I was could. about to say, was it six or a dozen? It looked well, like. It, yeah, well, if it wasn't six, then it was a dozen. It looked like it could have been a dozen to it me. It was a pretty generous Yeah, it was a pot. lot. It was yeah. a lot. And it was. And I um, love that stuff. It that's was, yeah. Like I know. That's such a favorite thing to eat in the whole world. So it mm -hmm. was one of those oyster plates where you have the little ends for the oyster to fit. So that was filled with cream spinach. And then there was a fried oyster on top of it. And then um, cheese on top of that. And it was definitely not a locale dish, but it was really good. That was good, I have to say. And. Um, I got, for some inexplicable reason, uh, it just appealed to me because I'm still on a high from that visit to Mosca's, I got the chicken a la grande or chicken grande. It was a pale version of the one at Mosca's, but it was good. I liked it. All right. We have a caller. Who is it? Alan. Alan, welcome to the food show. Sounds good already. Alan knows what it means. He does. That's why we have Alan's theme song on when he calls. He knows what it means to miss New Orleans. Hello, Alan. How are you? Alan doesn't want to speak until he hears the rest of the song. 
Oh, really? <laughs> I think we lost Alan. He had a little bit of a connection issue, so Cortland might be treating him bad today. Okay. Well, when he calls back, it was a Seattle, nice song anyway. Me. Yeah, you don't need to uh, play it again because we've heard it once already. But if he does call back, we'll just put him right on. Will do. Although Alan may have missed his song, and I know how he likes it. So I got the Chicken Grande, which um, is, for those people who are unfamiliar, it's a very famous dish at Mosca's. It is a roasted chicken with um, pods garlic and rosemary and it's really great and a lot of olive oil and then it it sits in its own juices on the platter and it's really special this was not as special but it didn't need to be because it was not a signature dish it was like a special for the evening and it was really good it was a roasted half chicken and um it, it had more chopped garlic. There were no big pods of garlic. It was served over Brabant potatoes, and it was good. I couldn't complain about it. I liked it. Did you have any of the chicken, Tom, that I had? Uh, when? Last I night not. I had chicken. Oh, you had no, a steak, was, and you shared it. Uh, yeah, well, we you, had You two split on. it, and then I had the, the chicken. But we also got um, the, the steak, which I thought was a pretty good value. It came with a side, which usually at a steakhouse does not come with a side. You get the sides separately. And so we got cream spinach, which I always have to get if I'm in a steakhouse. And mm -hmm. then uh, Mary Lee wanted some potatoes. So we got some au gratin potatoes, which needed salt, I thought. Well, fortunately, salt. when you need salt, uh, it's very yeah. easy to, to get rid of it. So <laughs> yeah, you just, you just add it. Yeah. Yeah. If you oversalt, that not so easy to get. I don't. I don't know what they were charging for those sides, but they seemed a little smallish to me for a steakhouse side. Although um, the prices of sides and the portions commensurate with the prices on sides is wildly varying. Wildly varying. I mean, if you go to Pardo's, I mentioned Pardo's earlier, Pardo's is doing like $12 sides, but they're a meal in themselves, which is too much. I mean, I feel like a, you know, a medium-sized side is a good, a good thing, one that you can share with different people at the table, but it's not so small that you can share it. Anyway, it was a good meal. And then you got your, you got... I don't know if it was a special for the evening, but it was a Spumoni cheesecake. Ooh, I did have that. <laughs> and it was three or maybe four layers. It was just like Spumoni. It these, was the pistachio. Yeah, it that's was the pistachio and the strawberry. And what's yeah. the other one? It's Torrencino, but. Pale yellow, yeah. pale pink, and then pale, pale something else. And then Green. they brought in with the, the blue. and uh, No blue. No blue, that's right. No, no blue. blue. Yeah. And uh, what was standard the, Spumoni colors: green for the pistachio, oh, green, the strawberry. Green, that's the one. That's, yeah, that's and the, the best part of it. but there wasn't any um, there wasn't any uh, grittiness like regular Spumoni, where you have little bits of the nuts in it. Hmm. Well, some do and some don't. Well, no, I like that. I really do like it. But this was a cheesecake, and it was just uh, flavored that way, and it it had the appearance of it, and it was good. I mean, I took a bite of it. It was good. You thought it was good really choice. good, right? 
I thought it was delicious. Yeah. But it was, there was too much of it, and it was really rich. So Tom it blew it was a through little it bit quickly. Over the top. But aside from that. Yeah, Tom had a okay. real dilemma because as a bona fide New Orleanian, and Mr. Ed is a bona fide New Orleanian, these desserts matched up perfectly. So you had a choice of creme brulee and bread pudding. And then there were a couple of other ones. There were, you know, things like a, a brownie sundae and stuff like that. But when we got down to the spumoni, I thought, oh, that's going to be something you ought to try. So you were a little suspicious of a spumoni cheesecake that wasn't just spumoni, mm -hmm. but got over that very well, quickly when you started eating it. And then you were wondering who was going to eat all this. And the answer was Tom, because you know, we blinked and I it was gone. I haven't talked to uh, Mr. Eddie for quite, I know. A, quite a while. I, yeah. I'm going to... Uh, He's busy, busy, busy. Yeah, well, well, he's got a lot of I know, he's, he's got an empire for he, sure. something. I, he had one out of town at some point, and it wasn't too far out of town. I want to say maybe, maybe Colorado. And uh, it was one of those things where he realized that it's too far to have a restaurant that far away. And so he closed it and kept the empire local, which is exactly where it belongs. Anyway, five five six nine six nine six. I, uh, I started to talk about the the bread basket at Smith and Walensky, and we got off of it. But I do want to come back to it. Oh, that's when you that's when you diverted the conversation to the Orient Express, which I did not get the explanation <clears throat> the explanation for, and which I will at the next break because if I can get you back there, Tom, to see if we can figure out why you were fixated on the Orient Express and Smith and Walensky, what those two had to do with each other. It's the, uh, uh, it's the two uh, Yeah, we'll do it at the break. Things that uh, we'll, we'll, are, we'll explore it at the break. Yeah. I just got we'll a text me. from Stan, mm -hmm. who is our regular caller on yeah. Wednesdays, but he is actually going to be in transit and out of pocket tomorrow when he moves mm -hmm. his big motorhome from Olitha, Colorado, where he's been for the last several weeks, mm, well, on nice. to the State Fair in Wyoming, where he'll be competing in both of those, um, the Peter and the other cherry something or another. He's going to have two entries there. Trinas always wins when they are in a competition, so I hope that Stan has the same kind of luck. But anyway, he is going to be traveling tomorrow and will not be able to call in, which is too bad. Disappointing, because I oh. enjoy that. He will from the State Fair in Wyoming, though, next week he'll be calling in. Bottom of the hour news right now. We'll be back to talk some more. 5569696. LRN, I'm Matt Doyle. Kids will be back in class in seven school systems across the state later this week, but State Education Superintendent Cade Brumley says many of them will use a hybrid model, a split between virtual and in-person learning. Virtual instruction has reportedly had mixed results, but Brumley says they've used $300 million in federal cash to boost their efforts. The majority of, of, of those funds have gone to purchasing devices, purchasing connectivity for families uh, where necessary, and professional development for teachers. 
And nearly 10,000 small businesses have completed applications for Main Street Recovery Grants. Bud State Treasurer John Schroeder says some business owners are having difficulty completing the process because they haven't filed annual reports for the Secretary of State, haven't filed their taxes, or... You know, this program, you have to show your invoices and receipts. And we have a large batch that simply aren't very good at their bookkeeping. Applicants must have fewer than 50 employees to be eligible. LouisianaRadioNetwork.com News, I'm Matt Doyle reporting. Are you a Louisiana small business? State Treasurer John Schroeder here. I believe small business is the backbone of Louisiana's economy. If you're struggling to stay afloat during this pandemic, the Louisiana Department of Treasury is here to help. With the Main Street Recovery Grant Program, you are not alone, and you can apply for this grant for your business today. You support our workforce, Louisiana and we support you. The Louisiana Main Street Recovery Grant Program. Support when you need it. Apply now at louisianamainstreet.com. The coronavirus has given scammers all new twists to steal our money or sensitive information, and AARP Louisiana is fighting back. Stay a step ahead of the crooks by learning how to spot and avoid scams at our AARP Fraud Watch Network Resource Center. Read the latest news and get tips on how to protect yourself. You can also sign up for regular email and text alerts. Be a fraud fighter. If you can spot a scam, you can stop a scam. Find out more at aarp.org fraudwatchnetwork. Tony Mandina's roots go back to Salaparuta, Sicily. His father left in 1924, but those connections are still powerful. The restaurant uses extra virgin olive oil and wines made at Villa Mandina in the ancestral home. Tony's restaurant started in 1982 with 14 tables and has grown to seat 180 with his daughters and granddaughter running it now. Now this West Bank favorite still serves their delicious Sicilian New Orleans menu in a place that feels like home and pick up some of their famous red gravies sold in groceries all over town. Tony Mandina's 1915 Pratt Street, Gretna, 362-2010. When you're awake, the things you think come from the dreams you dream. Thought has wings, and lots of things are seldom what they seem. Hey, watch the chords, Tom. you got yourself con- uh, yeah, yeah, chords all over you. Yeah, that's right. All right, so... Uh, back. Yes, the food show's back. 556-9696, just a half hour if you want to come on uh, and talk to us about food. Otherwise, you could listen to us, you know, just do our mm-hmm. usual droning on about food. Okay, so... Tom told me the connection at the break between the Orient Express mm-hmm. and Smith and Walensky, and there is, in fact, a connection. <laughs> I was so excited no, to hear that. We we had done things at, in London all day long, and yeah, then well, that's not really true. Then we but, went to the hotel that, uh, uh-huh. and uh, then we uh, wound up at the hotel, uh, uh-huh. and uh, oh, oh, I forgot this. Nine hours of baked uh, 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 <laughs> uh Anyway. Uh, and Would you like that translated, folks? I'll translate it. So we were in London for London. several days yeah. before. This was, this was the same trip where Tom did not want to stand in line to get the 12-pound Hamilton tickets. Okay, so um, we went to a concert at St. Martin in the Fields, which is an extremely famous classical music venue in uh, Covent Garden. 
And so uh, Tom, and this is why I don't travel with Tom for people still wondering about that, doesn't really like to do stuff like that. So he wanted to go back to the hotel, but um, it was cold and we happened to be parked in Covent Garden, which he was nervous about because I drive all over Europe and um, he is worried about parking and such things. So I parked and he was concerned about that. And then we were walking back to the car, I saw there was a Smith and Walensky's about half a block from the car. And I figured that it would be good for Tom if we went someplace familiar and got out of the cold and had dinner. And that's what we did. Well, it's really just her and me. We did, yes. And uh, So that is the connection between the Orient Express. And then when we left London, we got on the Orient Express. So um, that is the connection that Tom has been trying to figure out uh, all this time. Yes, and I'm looking at their website now. They have one in Wellesley, in Boston, Chicago, Columbus, in Vegas, of course, Miami Beach. That is a massive place. In London, New York, their original, in Taipei. Okay, so there's like eight or nine of them. And that's... Uh, that's the Smith and Malensky story. Henry told us at the break that he is going to Mosca's. So, Henry, you're going Thursday, you said? Oh, I am indeed, yes. Okay. And you're bringing people. I am. I'm going there with a group of three, including myself. Okay. Three hungry people. Have Very cash hungry. With you. Yes, cash, cash. And oh, Very important. A lot of cash. Yeah. Yes, and, a uh, lot of cash. Yeah. <laughs> Get ready. Good to know. Uh, and... And have a map with you or one of those things that tells you where to go. He's a millennial, Tom. He has a GPS that works. Oh, well. Yeah. Just thought I'd ask. Yeah. To be Any uh, recommendations? That's, that's, yeah, that's the old days. Uh, or the oysters, uh, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. which is fantastic. Oh. Uh, they have this They have uh, this salad that they make out of mm, lettuce mm -hmm, that is really mm -hmm. good to start with. But oh. then they the crab bring salad. Back, you know, okay. Shovels of of crab jumbo good. lump crab meat. Yeah. It's, it's Gardenier vegetables with lettuce and crab. I yeah, love Gardenara, honestly. Delicious. Yes. Oh, well, you'll go nuts over this. Yes, you will, you will definitely like that. So, Henry, it's going to be expensive, and I just want to say this. Um, if you have to eliminate things, and I mm -hmm. realize this is blasphemy, and there are people <laughs> all over going, <gasps> but just check it out by looking around the dining room. The oysters are twenty-eight fifty per order. Okay, right. They're not that good, in my opinion. Oh my goodness! The phones are okay. ringing off the hook already, Marianne. <laughs> <laughs> the grande, the chicken grande, is okay. the the spaghetti with the olive oil and garlic and herbs. Definitely, I've been told the shrimp done the way of uh, just the garlic and herbs and all that is really good. I have not had it. Mm -hmm. It's a very limited menu, so it's you know I'm just saying if you have to pace yourself cash wise, you know don't get to oysters. Okay, I'll take that advice. Just, I'll take that advice. Right. 
Okay. I could I could eat that till the cows. I, I know you could, and and then and then I'm you sure look at the bill, too. and it's one hundred and fifty dollars. <laughs> You're scaring me, goodness. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm just saying that's why you go with people and go with a lot of cash, and because it's going to add up. Oh, of course, and it's so nice but, to have a nice night uh, that you really yeah. splash on this sort of thing. There you go, and it's it's an experience. It's an iconic Absolutely. place. It's an experience. So you will definitely enjoy it. It's a dump. We'll tell you that, so don't go expecting a really nice place. Okay. Okay. It is. It's a. It's a. It's a honky tonk, podunk kind of place <laughs> on a nowhere highway in Wagaman, but the food is killer. Oh well, it sounds perfect. Yeah. I love it. And it's it's and got then, an incredible story behind it. Go yes, ahead. I think there's a bigger bar than there is the dining room. Really? Goodness. Yeah. And, yeah, I think that's true, Tom. Sitting in uh, the bar, uh, you'll run into a, a bunch of unusual people uh, who are, I love unusual people no, and, 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 uh, although not as unusual as 40 years ago go ahead what it, they're, they're waiting for you yeah this is not just uh, something to well, raise money or something now Henry are you going to be back on Friday when are you leaving on your trip I will be back on Friday so okay. I'll be able to report back on Friday yes I'm, I'm, I want to hear this report okay absolutely and then and then we'll Thank have you. we'll dispatch Henry someplace else this I is his first foray Okay, we'll dispatch him to another place that he well, needs my to second. check out. I've been to Bosco's as well, don't forget. There you go. That's yeah. it. All right. 5569696 five, five, six, nine, six, nine, six is the number if you would like to talk to us. We are here to do that. So we got on the subject of Smith & Walensky's By the Bread, which was, they were only here a short, what, just a few years. Let's see. Trina wiped him out. And I'm thinking they might have been here five years. Oh, I know they were here. They were here in 2002 and probably two years before that. So maybe five or six years they were there in what is now the walk-ons, which, by the way, is getting a redo right now. I can't wait to see that when mm. it's done. But um, <clears throat> their bread basket was so good. It was... Um, Lavosh, which mm -hmm. is really great. Yeah. And about six different other things. And it was just one of those things. I wonder if a restaurant, maybe that's why restaurants don't serve as much bread as they used to. Because if you put out a really good bread basket, then people eat that. And they're so full by the time they've eaten all the bread that they're not going to order as much as they otherwise would. You think that's true? Mm -hmm. Oh, sure. Yeah, definitely true. I've only had bread that good two other places. One was Scarpetta, which we don't have here. It's another one of those Smith & Walensky kind of places, Vegas, Miami, you know, really big cities. And, uh, and Spago, which is, you know, in and of itself, that's, just uh, the yeah. one place. Yeah, that, that really is. And you go there and you expect to... Re for it to be really uppity and expensive, but not it's not. It's very, all. very comfortable, and yeah. every time I go there, extremely uh, friendly. It's very friendly. Yeah. If you have kids, the kids are allowed to just. Mm. I wonder. I wonder what it was like when it first arrived on the scene, when it was full of celebrities. I mean, it might be full of celebrities now, but well, by um, the way, if, if you're wondering who are you talking, who, who are we talking about? Wolfgang Puck. Wolfgang Puck. Yes. Yeah. In Los um, Angeles, so a long way. But it's just a really, it's a really nice, good 
friendly, beautiful restaurant with a $25 mm -hmm. hamburger. Yeah, but it's worth every penny. It is because you get a salad and fries with it. And uh, it comes with uh, caper berries, which is one of my favorite, favorite, very tart things along with capers. But I do like the caper berries too. First had caper berries in, um, in that Mexican restaurant on the corner of Felicity. In Chicago? No, no, no. This no. was Coyocon. Do you remember Coyocon? Uh -huh. Just barely. I, I well, it wasn't there the that long. Hmm? It wasn't there that long. What's that guy's name? Because he's still around on, um, he's, it's that place on Canal Oh, right by Shane uh, yeah. Funeral Home. It's called uh, chant, uh, something like uh, uh, food and and it was by a, it was like a donut thing. But anyway, yeah, but he was a tremendously successful. He chef, was. Chef. He was and, and really good original. too. Yeah, really good. Didn't he start out in Kenna? I think so. Right something. by the Home no, Depot. That, that's, that's close, but that's a kind of a. I don't think so, option. Tom. I think he started out. In Kenner on twenty on William wait no what was the one um, yeah it was on twenty fifth in Kenner and it was um, it was the place this was back in the eighties early nineties right remember. across this the twenty fifth uh, in a little dumpy um, strip mall and it was a tiny little Mexican place that all the New Orleans gourmet chefs would hang out in. Do you remember that when they were all talking well, about this so place? There were so many of them in that part of the, of the city. Well, not in Kenner. They would drive mm -hmm. out to Kenner after work and they would go eat at this Mexican joint is what it was. Yep. Does anybody remember the name of this place? Because I can't. It's, uh, I remember the place for sure what it was. I, I, want, I want to say it started but with an M. Also, in addition to the uh, Mexican cooking, he cooked everything you yeah. can imagine. But it was gourmet. It was kind of gourmet Mexican. It was like really high-end stuff. And that's why mm -hmm. the chefs found their way out there. As far as I know, they're still there. That's on, what I'm saying. He's on, still there on... on, on uh, Tulane Avenue. No, no Canal, at, right across from the Shane Funeral Home, whatever yeah, that side street exactly is. that's exactly where I was talking about. Whatever and, that is. Yeah. Anyway, it, it help, here we go again with the trying to remember things. The name of the place... That he is now, Guillermo. Isn't his name Guillermo? Something like that. Yeah. Anyway, so he moved from that place to what is now. I think it's like a an urgent care or something. But in between there and Coyocan and the urgent care place was the Irish place um, that was Matt Murphy, who now lives in Ireland with his family. But um, it was the Irish house most recently. And then before that, it was Coyocan, which had a gourmet place at the top level and then a more casual place at the bottom. A gig and his daughter. Yes, his daughter. And that's uh, where I first said caper berries. That's yeah. the point of that. I had, I had something there and I thought, what is this? And they told me it was caper berries and I've just loved caper berries ever since then. All right, five five six nine six nine six. Now we have a question for you. If you know the name of the original joint where Guillermo, who had Coyocan, had out in Kenner that put him on the map with all the gourmet chefs in town, give us a call because it's, it's many years ago and I'm sure that they're the more adventuresome gourmet people know it. Five five six nine six nine six. We'll be right back. 
The New Orleans Ice Cream Company offers a true taste of New Orleans in every bite. This is ultra-premium ice cream whose flavors are inspired by everything we love to eat in New Orleans. Twelve specialty flavors like Café au lait and Beignets, Bananas Foster, Creole Cream Cheese, Punchatula Strawberry, Coffee and Chicory, and Chocolate City. Remember that? Don't miss the po'boy ice cream sandwich, New Orleans Ice Cream, at stores all around town. See all our products at NewOrleansIceCream.com. I remember the day when Someone at the radio station brought me a bottle of Cousin's salad dressing. It was made by a young couple in small batches, and it was delicious. I was proud to have them sponsor my show just as I am now, but the line has expanded since then to include an olive oil, an herb vinaigrette, fresh salsa, and blue cheese, as well as an original Creole tomato, a delicious dressing that also makes a great quick dip. Cousin's salad dressings in the produce section at your favorite store, CousinsProducts.com. The Crescent City Steakhouse has been a favorite since the first time I discovered it on Mardi Gras Day. This old-fashioned steakhouse hasn't changed much since it opened in 1934. I love the steaks. Here is prime beef, dry-aged in-house, a great T-bone or porter house steak. The Vojkovich family has welcomed generations of locals to this special place, and they'd love to welcome you. Crescent City Steakhouse, 1001 North Broad, 821-3271. You make me feel so young. <laughs> it was, Koyokan uh, was the gourmet place, mm-hmm. and Takeros was the one on the first floor. Mm-hmm. Something like that. But I don't remember the one going back to Kenner, and I'm still going to be driven crazy by that if I do not find out the name of it. But it goes back, mm. I don't know, probably, I think I think Koyokan was post-Katrina. On Airline wasn't Highway. It? That's, that's where I remember it being on no. airline highway. I know it sounds strange, but it does that's sound strange. right down the, uh, the or the, use it, that name. It does. No, yeah. it was um, the one that he started in was in Kenner. I know I can picture it exactly right behind the gas station. I mm-hmm. think it was a Gulf station or something. Oh, we'll have to look it up some more. Anyway, 5569696 five, is the number. That's what we're doing here, talking about food. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't really... I don't really have anything else to say to report about places that we've been. Oh, we did I have, did. yeah. What's that? <laughs> we haven't. We haven't. You didn't go any place for lunch today. I but, didn't go to any place for lunch. Because no, I wouldn't let you go to lunch today. Hmm? <laughs> I wouldn't let you go to lunch today. Hmm. No, because uh, last night was a really, really expensive dinner. Oh yeah. Really well, expensive dinner. Yeah, that's saying something. So that you were going to get the Fat Boy pizza if they had the if they had it there. Five five six nine six nine six is the number. I'm trying to think of any other places that we um, that we've had really really great bread. Yeah, and well, who's baking it now? Uh, it, it's there's a lot of up down on it. I I think we're giving it more attention than we were for a long time. But there's a little more to wait, to go. I think we ought to make a big deal about it every day. So, Tom, I think it would be a fascinating thing if you did a if you did a bread book. Yeah, I think it's possible. I think it would be fun. Right. You know, what limited life I have. <laughs> Who? <laughs> what did you say? Somebody said something in the. I don't think so. Don't Nancy think so. is on the right. Oh, Nancy. Let's Who's go to Nancy. Nancy. We'll Hello, find out Nancy. Momentarily. Momentarily. Nancy, Hi, you there? Hi. Yes, I am. 
I was just driving her and talking about the Mexican place. I thought the place in Kenner was called Taqueros. Oh, was it? Okay. Okay. But it, the man, the man who, who runs it is now at Canal Street Bistro. Thank you so much, mm -hmm. Canal Street Bistro. Yes, that's right. And, and, and he's still there, the right, Guillermo? Yes, yes. And that's uh -huh. one of the sleeper places to get breakfast or brunch. Mm -hmm. breakfast is that right? Every day, and it's delicious. Uh, well, yeah, he's good. American and, and Hispanic um, breakfast. Oh. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah it, was, it was really interesting what he was doing for a while, but you never knew what he'd come up with. That's what she said. It's really it's, interesting because he can do it. He can do it all. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's, is his daughter still with him? Uh, yeah. Every time that. I get something from them, it's always his daughter is really a, a, a chef. She, that's, I don't that's think she's a, a chef. Thing. I think she was like a front of the house. Last I saw, she was back there cooking. Was she could, really? Okay. And, and who knows, you know, but it's... Uh, but that's that's the story, anyhow. What, so you go in there a lot, Nancy? I used to. Um, uh. I used to go for breakfast mostly. I had been for uh, lunch with a group of ladies that go out to lunch from time to time, and they were really nice to us. Um, it's a small place, so sometimes you have to wait yeah. for a table. Uh -huh. But um, it's very good. Well, I'm glad that okay. he's... I'm glad that he's moved and is is staying with it because there's some you know there's some chefs that kind of come and go and and then they close a place and you don't hear from them for a while and I thought that that was going to happen with him after Koyokan which was really a pity maybe it was just a little avant garde or maybe it was just too big did you like Koyokan? I, I only went there Nancy? one time. I don't really uh -huh. remember it that well. I went there one time. I'm not a big um, Mexican food fan. Oh, but, okay. Well, yeah. we we are obsessive about it, and um, but we you know we like it more like I call it the fake the fake American ethnic food. But um, yeah. we we now have a place up here called Habaneros, which is definitely trying to strive to do something a little bit more gourmet and. Um, yeah. And Coyocan well, was really gourmet. Like I just feel like most of the places that we go, um, it's like the same five ingredients in different shapes or something. Yeah. Well, it could be said yeah. of a lot of different yeah. cuisines, I think. How's your son? My son is well. He is uh, taking the month of August off because he has not had one day off since March. <laughs> so he is finally taking a little, a little time off. Uh-huh. Okay, so uh, this is the mom of the guy who owns Piety and Desire Chocolates. So yeah. is, the, is, is Piety closed for the month of August? or The retail. The retail part is closed. He's still doing uh -huh. some things like with, um, there's a new cookie company that's using his chocolate for chocolate chip cookies. And then he's doing some things like beer tasting uh, uh -huh. with chocolate. So he's doing the tasting like still. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, he, yeah, he definitely, it's, it's a pity that if you're doing something specialty like that, that it's so hard to find anyone to help, you know? I mean, yeah, it's, it's got to be exhausting. You go help him. It's so hard. Yeah, I would love to. It's just so hard for him to do both. And, and he's, you know, pick up at sidewalk pickup. So every time someone drives up to pick up, he has to change all his, garb and his gloves and, oh, yeah. and, and uh -huh. come out and talk to them and then go back. So it's it's been really hard. Anyway, yeah. he is doing well. I wanted to tell you, I went to the um, Bistro Orleans and got the yeah. 
got the seafood boat. And I think, when did you go? Because I heard you talking about it. We oh, went it on ago. Thursday. We went last Thursday. Oh, well, I went on Friday. And oh, I you did? I a picture of it to send to you. And then on Saturday, I heard you talking about it. I said, well, I wonder if she was in there at the same time. But I, t mm. I did tell um, Archie that I knew he was open because I heard it on your show. And that, that was the reason <laughs> I wanted to see Oh, well, thank you. And he said, I asked about the bread. Um, he said, Leidenheimer's makes the bread for him. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. Sure yeah. Leidenheimer's is making bread for him. Leidenheimer's is making bread for everybody, and every single one of them is different, which is, you know, that's got to be something to really keep up. Is it? Yeah. But, you know, he's making the, the Susan Spicer line of wildflower. I can't say that. Wildflower. And, uh, and like I said, DiMartino's has a special Italian bread that he makes for them, that they make for, for him. And uh, Archie's got the boats, and it's there's a lot of them. There's a lot of them out there. Yeah. And I, I'm very intrigued by this Angelo's thing. Though. I'm going to have to run that down and find out if it's a different recipe that they're baking special for each of those restaurants because those are deceptively maybe, the same, but not really. Tastes, maybe it tastes different because of the way that the restaurants um, heat it up or cook it once it's there. No, it's not. It's definitely not that. Because if you bread. if you were to slice it or pull it apart, you'll see that the crumb is much denser in one version than the other. Have you been to Impostados? Yeah. Okay, so when you pull that bread, it kind of stretches. Yeah. You know, it's kind of doughy and stretchy. Inside. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this stuff, when you pull it, it pulls apart immediately, and you could slice it a lot better. Like, if you slice the impostados one, it would probably sort of cave in because it's pillowy inside. This other one is right. much, much harder. And, but it looks the same on the outside. And, I'm, and, then, and they're both from Angelo. I've been told, you know, like, Henry is going to try that at Muska's. He'll see the bread we're talking about. But it's, it's much denser than if you were to get it in I don't know. It's, I mean, it's nuanced, you know. I mean, you know, your son's in the food business, so it's all such a nuanced thing. Anyway. Yeah, he did tell me that the one of the reasons I think that Belgard has shut down for a while, if if forever, is because they had so many uh, restaurants as their customers. That's certainly yeah. going on. And well, it's a different world, that's gone. for sure. But uh, yeah. you know, we just have to keep duking it out, I guess. Anyway. All right, Nancy. Right. Always appreciate the call. Thank you. You're welcome. You know bye where bye. to find us. Probably still working through her uh, case of, of cousin's dressing. I forgot to ask her oh. that. We have to. And Bistro Orleans will be giving out some. Um, I, mean, I forgot to mention my little prize bag. Um, we have $50 gift certificates from Bistro Orleans to yeah. give out. Yeah, and I, I should have I should have mentioned that. We got a lot of calls anyway today. But if you have something absolutely scintillating to say, you could get a $50 gift card from Bistro Orleans where you can go have that seafood boat yourself. Oh, Bring yeah. people, though, because it's, mm -hmm. it's enough for a bunch of people. When that waitress told me that, the, that there's a guy that comes in there regularly who's skinny, she said, and picks up the whole boat with two hands and eats it just like a sandwich. Tom, can you picture I have, that? Can I you have picture seen that? that. You've seen someone do yeah, that? Yeah, at the Charles, it, uh, no, the... Uh, That's crazy. It was, it was on the lake. It's lakefront. massive. Uh, 
and uh, the whole story is in the. That's like the seafood muffalata at uh, at Paran's. That thing was gigantic too. Yeah. 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 Anyway, we we like our fried seafood. What can we say? Of course. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. So this is the time upon which we say follow us and all that kind of stuff because I do want to keep running the show. If you like the show, please tell your friends about it. Share it with. They can go to Facebook every day, and a synopsis of the show with a link to the podcast is there. You can listen a much clearer version on Simple Radio Live by just uh, getting the app, which is free, Simple Radio, and typing in 990 New Orleans. Make sure you type in New Orleans because there are other 990s around the country. That's if you're listening live. If you want the podcast, you can get that on nomenu.com. That's N-O-M-E-N-U.com. We also have a newsletter you can sign up for on nomenu.com. It is uh, twice a, a week. And it's full of things that are happening around town. The Dining Diary. There's a vintage piece from Tom. There is some wonderful bit of information from Tom's thousands of uh, archival stuff that's uh, still relevant today. Also, we have our Instagram, at the New Orleans Menu. You can please sign up to follow us there. Please uh, support our sponsors. Nancy just said she did. Thank you very much. Emmy the Story Lady can uh, thrill your kids and grandkids with classic story tales on Spotify and Anchor and all of those platforms. That's E-M-M-I-E, the Story Lady. Stay tuned for Dine, Wine, and Spirit Show with Tim McNally right now. It's 4 o'clock at night. Hey, this is William Wallace with William Wallace for America. You can hear me on Tuesday nights from 5 to 6 here in WGSO 990 AM, New Orleans, Louisiana. Power ...to stop human trafficking and to help survivors. And today I'm pleased to announce an important step in keeping that promise.